Before we begin today, a quick note saying happy holidays to everyone out there listening to Come and Take It. Make sure you tell your friends and relatives when you see them on the holidays about our show, about Texas, and your love for Texas history. We're taking a little break this week from our Selena episodes to bring you our 12 days of Texas Christmas. But don't worry, we'll be back on the 1st of January with a second conclusion and a whole nother year of exciting stories about Texas, Texas history, and Texas culture. And without further ado, here's the show. You gotta feel Christmas in your heart, because you're not gonna feel it outside. Howdy, you're listening to Come and Take It, a talk show about Texas by Texans, where three friends born and raised in the Lone Star State share our views on the history, culture, and just what it means to be Texan. I'm Mike Zolkowski. I'm Sean McIver. And I'm Scott Elfstrom. Christmas is a holiday celebrated by many and recognized by most living here in the Lone Star State. Today we're discussing some of the most Texan ways that you can celebrate the holidays. But first, what's your favorite George Strait Christmas song? He's done multiple albums of Christmas music, so this should be pretty straightforward. <laughs> well, keeping keeping with the bad uh, puns that aren't really a pun theme, um, I'm going to say Merry Christmas straight to you, uh, wherein he uses his own name uh, in a uh, as a homonym for, you know, the regular word straight. And uh, it's used to great effect as he sings about uh, wanting to send his Christmas wishes directly at once. It's missing a g. It's straight to a, them. It's missing it's a g- it's Christmas wishes straight to them. He, that's straight. how you spell straight in Texas, my friend. Straight. Yeah, without the G or the H. Well, I tell you, there's another great one he does that's very Texan called Christmas Time in Texas. And uh, it's a very special song about a very special time of year. That's for anybody who actually listens to George Strait and knows the lyrics. It's a great little tune. Merry Christmas, okay. y'all. Well, uh, did he do a version of Pretty Paper? No. I can't find did well if he did it would be amazing because that's my favorite country christmas song of all time did we say what's your favorite willie nelson christmas song this year the version i love is by roy oberson but i think george Strait would have done a good job with pretty paper i'm sure he would if he wasn't retired he could do he could record a new version george Strait would do a great job with any song that he chose to sing I, i absolutely believe that and you can yeah. find his wonderful Christmas music on multiple albums of Christmas music that he's done over the years, Sean. Maybe you pick one up this holiday. Or I'll just go watch Pure Country. And, you know. <laughs> uh, we love you, George. So to do this, we're going to do a Christmas countdown for 12 days of Texas Christmas. We'll do our 12-day countdown in no particular order. Number 12. No. Number 12. Number 12. Uh, number 12 I'd pick would be driving across the state to see relatives. Because if there's one thing that Texas has a lot of, it's roads, and there's people that are just spread out all over the place. <laughs> and that's that's the thing that I remember most about growing up, is going out to West Texas to see my grand, my one grandmother, and you know spending you know probably Christmas Day there, and then you know the day after Christmas maybe, and then packing up and which you know it was an eight eight to nine hour drive to get out there, then packing up and driving all the way back to to mineral wells to see my other grandparents and you know that's another eight hour drive and then packing up again and driving three hours back home so that's that's christmas time no that's true yeah there's no shortage of windshield time around the holidays in texas (laughs) yeah and in fact um just 
was listening to the radio just a while ago, and they were talking about how this season, this Christmas weekend, is projected to be a record uh, travel weekend in Texas. Um, it's been a record travel uh, all year, but they're saying this is going to be like a, a record weekend. So have fun out there. Well, one be of safe. The, yeah, one of the great joys of getting married uh, uh, and living in the Dallas area and my having my brother marry a girl who's from the Dallas area and her family's up here is that that for the last 15 years or so, I've been able to uh, have Christmas here at home uh, pretty much every year, which has been great. I haven't had to drive during Christmas time. So uh, hopefully that will last longer. <laughs> well, we'll see. So if you're out on the roads, be safe. Yes. Number 11. Number 11. 11. Number 11 uh, will be Christmas carols sung in German. There are uh, several uh, traditional Christmas carols that I know I have uh, experienced sung in German uh, through the years. That uh, that was just part of the tradition. It's like, oh, we're going to sing uh, O Tenenbaum instead of O Christmas Tree. Mm-hmm. And uh, basically, we uh, would phonetically read the uh, the lyrics. Um, uh, I I was able to pick up some of it, but uh, only by knowing the actual lyrics did I did I know what the song was about. Mm, but yeah. you know, it's just uh, with all of the uh, Germans that settled in Texas through the years, uh, that kind of became part of the tradition. Well, I'm yeah. gonna. Th- we are. We already missed it this year, but uh, there, <clears throat> there recently was the uh, Tomball German Christmas Market, and there's actually several big. German Christmas festivals that happen around Texas. And I haven't actually got to experience one, but man, the pictures look great. Yeah. Uh, And, you know, we talked about just recently in an episode we did on the barbecue, the spare rib summit, uh, when President Lyndon Baines Johnson hosted uh, the chair, hosted the chancellor of West Germany for his very first uh, diplomatic summit in Texas. And they went to Fredericksburg to a church and had a Christmas mass uh, at the at the Lutheran church, and they sang uh, Christmas carols in German, and so that's it's a that's a time in American and Texas history where Texas's German tradition uh, has really come forward. Mm-hmm. You know, sing something out of your comfort zone. I mean, you can do them in Spanish too. There's a lot of Christmas carols in Spanish. But there's also a lot of German <laughs> Christmas carols. In fact, I can remember just I remember doing uh, being in South Texas, and we did a like silent night in a church, and we did it in English, Spanish, and German. And it was like yeah. we're, we're wow, we're just retreading the same verse three times, and then you call it a day. Number number ten. I'm going to take it back to South Texas to my home at San Antonio with the humble tamale. So look, I mean, here's the thing. In South Texas, tamales are a way of life. And in fact, there are huge runs on tamales right around Christmas time because that mm-hmm. is, you got to have those at Christmas. There's well, just well, not Mike, having them. Well, Mike, I want to interrupt you because, you know, we have some folks that listen to our show that don't actually know what a tamale is. Oh my gosh. If you don't know what a real, I mean, there's the hard candy, the little red ones called hot tamales that are cinnamon flavored. That's not what we're talking about. No, this is a no. this is made from a corn dough, and then you uh, <clears throat> you basically lay it out inside of a corn husk, and then you it's filled with meat for the most part. Sometimes, Cheese and yeah, 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 the right the good ones is pork. It's it's made from yeah. young pig. It's pork, it's spicy. It's good. Then they roll it up, and it's just delicious. It's cooked. It's well, perfect. Yeah, and the secret though to a really good tamale 
is that corn mix has to be mixed with lard, not with vegetable shortening or anything like that. It needs to really be made with lard, with lardo. And uh, you mix it up, and it's really good. Now, some South American tamales are made with banana leaves or plantain leaves, and those are pretty good. But, but those, I think all of us grew up on mm-hmm. corn husk tamales. I can remember the people that the folks that would that worked at the schools where my dad was a superintendent or principal at. They would like, they would also give us uh, uh, tamales every Christmas, and so we had tamales every Christmas everywhere we were. Well, they're a oh, a staple of every celebration, but especially Christmas. And if you find yourself in San yeah. Antonio, you got to get some of the very best. So, Merry yeah. Christmas and have some tamales. Scott, what do you think about tamales? Um, I think they are a um, they're great. I don't really like them. Uh, I was going to try and come up with some some uh, <laughs> right, okay. handy, some uh, softer way of breaking that, but I not a fake. I just don't care for them personally. I think that's yeah. great that people love them, and and I mm-hmm. I understand the tradition of them, but uh, as a personal choice, uh, I just don't like them that much. Sorry. Well, you know, I'm keeping this in the I'm keeping this in the show. This is not going to be edited out. Oh, no. you're going fine. on the that's record. Fine. No, I, I, but I more for me, more for me, and the good news is that Sean has a, some kind of weird corn allergy, so yeah, I'm the okay. only one that gets to enjoy this delicious <laughs> Texas treat. Yeah. So it's oh, just, yeah. I get three Too times bad. the tamales, two to three times the tamales now, thanks to people like you. Number nine. Number nine. nine, 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 nine. The Corpus Christi Boat Parade. Now, if you find yourself down in the holidays in the Corpus area, uh, they actually do an illuminated boat parade. And it's a highlight. It's right down the downtown marina. There's a big regatta cruise, the bay. And you can see all the captains and crews are singing carols and they're entertaining. And they're doing a bunch of holiday displays on the boats. And it's been going on for 30 plus years now. So, you know. I think it's the second weekend of December uh, was when it was. Uh, And let me ask a question. Do they... I know that that they put the USS Lexington in after you moved away, but do you know if they light up, decorate the Lexington with the Christmas lights and stuff? You know what? I am not sure if they do. I bet that there probably is something there because, you know. Well, here's the thing. Growing up, so for those who listen and know, like like basically first through fifth grade, I lived in Corpus. So I had a good five-year run on the coast. It was a very formative time for me. You know, when Christmas is a can be a ball I mean Christmas can be a balmy like eighty two degrees. So it's like you gotta really you gotta work to put it's like having Christmas in Australia. You gotta work to really feel like you gotta put the lights up. You gotta really like really sing that silent night and that like, you know, those Christmas carols because like let us snow. There's there's no snow. There's yeah. a brisk wind of like sixty four degrees on a on a cool balmy day. Uh, you might have some cold. There might maybe be a cold snap once in a while, but it's pretty. It's pretty darn nice place to be. So it's a bit like being in Key West or Australia, at Florida. You just you gotta feel Christmas in your heart because you're not gonna feel it outside. Mm-hmm. So go see the boat parade, and if you missed yep. it this now, year, go next year. Now I have to say that uh, while Corpus Christi uh, sounds like they've got a nice tradition of the boat parade, it is not a tradition exclusive to Corpus Christi because I have seen and or participated in two other. Oh wait, never mind. Only one of those was for Christmas. <laughs> the other one was Fourth of July. But there's a Christmas boat parade uh, that was always at uh, the Bayou Vista 
uh, development down on uh, the coast, nestled there between uh, Texas City and Galveston along the causeway in that area. Um, my uh, great uncle and his wife, uh, they lived there, and uh, we would go down there, and we would watch their uh, them and their neighbors parade around on their, their little boats with their lights on them. So um, I would guess that anywhere that you've got a community of people with boats, um, especially uh, you're going to see a Christmas boat parade. I'm sure there's probably like some kind of like Marfa cow Christmas parade or something that nobody's ever heard of. But, you know, mm. if you're in a beautiful tropical setting, go look at some fancy boats draped in lights and enjoy the Christmas season. <laughs> number, number eight. eight. eight, 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 eight. So number eight is the Six Flags Holiday in the Park. And this is the Six Flags over Texas Park in Arlington. And I'm assuming that it's also the Six Flags Fiesta uh, Park in San Antonio. Uh, it is a uh, during the holiday time after the Halloween season's over and they have Fright Fest uh, from pretty much November through the end of the year. They decorate the place with Christmas lights all over the place. And really, it's a time in Six Flags where really things don't really get going and kicking until dark. And they have a parade where they have Santa Claus come through and they light a great big Christmas tree and the 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 big carousel is all decorated and there's people walking around dressed as, you know, Santa Claus and Frosty and all that kind of stuff. So it's a lot of fun. Uh, everybody has said that this is, it's it's great fun. I have never actually been. Uh, we were planning on going one year, uh, me and my roommate Joe. We're going to meet our friend James, who has written for the show, and his wife Tamika. We're going to meet them there on New Year's Eve, and then we, there was an ice storm that came in, so we weren't able to leave the neighborhood. But because I have season passes, we are going to take the kids next week. So, Scott, have you ever been to see Holiday Inn Park? Yes, uh, we actually went just a few years ago with the kids, and uh, it happened to be a cold and rainy day, and um, that was that was pretty awful, pretty awful. <laughs> um, a lot of the a lot of the rides were shut down because uh, yeah. of the weather, and uh, yeah, but we got uh, really cheap um, hot chocolate uh, in souvenir mugs, so that was fun. There you go. Mm. Well, and just as the <clears throat> Six Legs newbie. Uh, having finally gone this year, I actually did attend Frank Fest this year with the kids, which was exciting. But uh, I'm not sure if we're going to make it a holiday in the park. But that said, you know, uh, it it is a big tradition for a lot of people in the DFW era, for sure. Number, number seven. 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 Yeah, so number seven, as you mentioned, Mike, is the weather. And obviously, Texas is the uh, second biggest state in the country. It's the biggest state in the lower 48. And uh, your weather experience may vary depending on where you are on Christmas Day and Christmas Eve. Uh, o. Henry, the famous author from Austin, <laughs> once wrote, Christmas Eve felt as balmy as April. And I can attest that there have been Christmas days and Christmas Eves where I've worn shorts and there's days when I felt like my nose was going to fall off in sitting inside. It was so cold. So it just depends <laughs> and it could change between day from Christmas Eve to Christmas Day. You know, honestly, it really depends on where you live because I mean, up in the panhandle <clears throat> out in West Texas, there's some just truly awful places that I'm just like, you know, you're, yeah. you're texting on a legality out there at that point <laughs> when you're under like six feet of ice. But uh, yeah. my uncle lives in Delaware. He's lived up there for a long, you know, my whole life. And he's, uh, but he's you know, from South Texas. Delaware. 
Delaware. But what I, what's funny is, is he would, I can remember many Christmases seeing my Uncle Cecil and he would, we would be bundled up because it would be kind of a brisk Christmas down in South Texas. And he would be in, you know, a tank top and shorts just walking around barefoot. And we were like, <laughs> and he's like, this is delightful. And we're like, I'm freezing. Yeah. So, uh, no, I think it's, listen, I mean, there's, there's a reason why people, uh, love, love the spring and fall in Texas and it is the weather. And even yeah. in the winters can tend to be, you know, they're mostly mild. It's like you live in Dallas, so it's mostly mild with three days of ice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, one of my most memorable Christmases ever was, uh, in my mind, it was the Christmas of 83, mm. um, but it might have been a year or two after that. But what I remember is um, being, it was about 80 degrees on Christmas, and I was so excited because I got a really cool uh, paint splatter Jackson Pollock-looking sweatshirt that I threw on and went outside to ride my brand-new GT Pro Performer bicycle and uh, just sweated like crazy riding around the neighborhood on my brand new bike and my sweatshirt in the 80 degree Christmas day heat. Yeah. yeah. But you know, uh, and a shout out to DFW, uh, weather aficionado and expert, uh, Pete Delkus, because he just recently tweeted out a whole thing about what are the chances for a white Christmas in Dallas, <clears throat> which was interesting because he said like, you know, you know, it's kind of like, uh, uh, well, for those people is like, you know, we've seen the, the new disaster artist or, or from uh, people who maybe saw Dumb and Dumber when it's like, you know, it's a million to one shot. And it's like, so you're saying we have a chance. <laughs> <laughs> and that's yeah. and that's true. There is actually a chance for a white Christmas in Dallas, but it is always Definitely. like long odds. There's yeah. also a chance that the Cowboys could win a Super Bowl sometime soon. But yeah, again, it's a chance. Not a guarantee. Yeah, I, I, like I said, I've 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 had Christmases wearing shorts and Christmases wearing bundling up, you know. But the the one of the best Christmases was at my grandmother's in, out in West Texas, and we you know woke up on Christmas morning and there was a, about a foot of snow on the ground, and it was like, oh wow, this is Christmas. It felt like Christmas. So it it always does feel like Christmas when it snows, but mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, I guess you're you're right. If you're in Corpus Christi and it's like, oh, it's sixty degrees, oh, it's nice. It's a nice, nice winter day. <laughs> hmm Number, Number six. Number six. six. Let's six. talk about Fredericksburg. In fact, let's talk about the Fredericksburg Christmas Pyramid. And so, mm-hmm. what is this? There's a thing called a Weihnachts Pyramid, or it's a Christmas Pyramid because Germans love to make one giant word out of a lot of small words. But <clears throat> down in Fredericksburg, they bring out this 26-foot Christmas Pyramid, and it's this wooden pyramid made of like wooden figures doing Christmassy figure things. And this is what eventually evolved into the Christmas tree. It goes all the way back to the 16th century. Um, and if you think back, if you've seen the movie Christmas Vacation, the scene where Clark and Eddie are talking and he's drinking out of the the Wally World mug, and there's Eddie's touching things, and and this there's this windmill like thing with like it looks like a like a windmill pyramid, but then the windmill's like is like perpendicular, it's mm-hmm. it's facing up. Eddie touches it, and all the slats fall off. Well, that's a that's a Christmas pyramid. No. So this in Fredericksburg is giant. It's twenty feet twenty six feet tall. Well, that's you know I mean like you're in New York City, and they're like twenty it's twenty six feet tall, and they're like, mm. but if you're in Fredericksburg, you're like, whoo, that's yeah. tall. Yeah. 
Um, anyway, yeah. it's it's kind of a neat thing, and it's got all the windmills and the stuff going around. It's one of those rare things that only comes out at Christmas. It's been there since 2009. I just found out about this thing, and I saw some pictures, and it's really cool. So if you happen yeah. to have a chance to be going through the hill country all around or about Christmas time, why not stop by and check out the Christmas Pyramid? Yeah. Sounds cool. Number five. Number five. Number five. Number five. Uh, we're going to talk about Galveston's Dickens on the Strand. Uh, this is a uh, a nod and a celebration of uh, Victorian London uh, in the tradition of the Christmas Carol. And uh, people, it, it's basically like a Victorian um, Renfest of a sort. Uh, people dress up in their <laughs> uh, Victorian garb and wander around the Strand in Galveston and sing Christmas carols. And uh, it's uh, it's fun. You know, it's it's a it's a way to celebrate Christmas that kind of goes beyond just your your regular uh, visits to the shopping mall. Now, did now how long is it, like was it going on when you were a kid, Scott? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's one of those things that I remember always being there, and uh, it's also one of those things that I've never attended. Yeah, nineteen seventy four, nineteen seventy four. So it's... hey, it was born the same year as me. So. Yeah. So, um, so the Strand, Scott, correct me where I'm wrong. The Strand is a part of the Galveston, the older part of Galveston, and it is actually a bunch of Victorian business uh, buildings. Yeah, so, yeah, it's it's the historical part of the island, and uh, so it doesn't really take a whole lot to uh, kind of dress it up as uh, as a Victorian uh, London. More or less. Right, because all these buildings were built in that period. Yep. They were damaged or destroyed during the hurricane, but they got rebuilt. So, you yep. know, that's it's it's yeah. So it's it's appropriate for these buildings and for this look of this this part of town. It wouldn't make sense to be on like the the seawall, but no. but but it makes sense here. So, uh, yeah, forty forty almost forty four years uh, of celebrating celebrating and Dickens on the Strand. Uh, McKinney, which is where I live, does a similar Dickens on the Square, and it's downtown, and they've done it for the past couple of years, and it's it's pretty similar, although the downtown McKinney is not Victorian buildings for the most part. But uh, I'm sure that they stole it from Galveston, because good, the good thing about Texas is if you can't make it to Galveston, there's probably something somewhere close that's just taken that idea and done it themselves. Well, I just like that, you know, you can see people in oldie-time outfits doing a Christmas Carol. Yeah, I wonder if they have match match girls though, with their you know, or uh, you know, match girls with their rotting jaws, or um, you know, <laughs> okay, chimney uh, chimney sweeps with the black long. It's much like, like the Rin Festival, where it's sort of not real but not real. Yeah, it's like the all the good things parts. aren't there. Yeah, all the bad things aren't there, but the good things are there. Yeah, well, it's like it's like '90s nostalgia. It's all just vanilla ice and like I, you know, MC Hammer pants. That's all the good yeah. stuff we remember. I, I think that I imagine that most people talk like Dick Van Dyke does in Mary Poppins. So, hello, Governor. Hello, boy, Mary Poppins. <laughs> Super califragilistic. So, if you're perhaps a performer in this and you're insulted, <laughs> you can just send a tweet to. <laughs> At Texas Podcast. Max Sean. At Max Sean. <laughs> at Max Sean, yeah. Bug him. Number, Number four. Number Fake four. snow and ice skating in Texas. Hmm? So you can find a lot of events. And so I, there's a couple of ones I want to highlight. Uh, first is the, the humble flocked tree. So when you buy a real tree, you have the option of having it coated in um, 
pulped paper insulation so that it looks like real snow. And it's one of my favorite things. I love like trees like that, but nobody else likes them. But me is like the weird fake snow trees. Um, Another would be like, of course, there are a few, especially with the rise of hockey in Texas, there are many ice rinks and skating opportunities for people to really feel the brisk cold of skating along on yeah, a but frozen there are, piece of water. Yeah, but there's a lot of places now, though, that do like like temporary or short-term outdoor ice mm. rinks. I know in downtown Frisco, there's one. Uh, there's uh, the Woodlands Winter Wonderland, which... The Woodlands is in Houston, so you know, do we ever get out cold enough to have an ice rink? So you, so the level of the level of effort that you have to do to maintain an outdoor ice rink in Houston has got to be superhuman. Well, we're recording this in 2017, so there was actually just a weird, snow. <clears throat> strange snow event um, yeah. that actually snowed in South Texas. And the last one I'm going to throw out though is if you're in the Grapevine area. Uh, Marion has a big resort out there called the Gaylord, and every year they do this thing called ICE. ICE. And it's usually in all capitals. And ICE is basically, they they bring in these massive slabs of ICE, and they bring in ICE sculptors. Uh, And these professional ICE sculptors make, you know, a dozen different giant, I mean, they're giant. They're like Mm suburban-sized sculptures, and then they have a big ICE slide that they make. Um, Right. I I, I actually went to that uh, four or five years ago. And yeah, I, I did too, it, seven years ago. Yeah, it's really weird. You you pay a, a, a pretty penny, but then they give you this like crazy like aluminum poncho thing that like keeps you warm. <laughs> and yeah. and you, you go through the exhibit and it was really, uh, it was really beautiful. It was a little short for, for the price, but it was still really cool. Um, because, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, it, deep inside, I'm still kind of a a hick kid from South Texas is like, golly, I've never seen a glacier in my life. <laughs> yeah, and every year it's a different theme. I think the year we went was the Grinch, how the Grinch stole Christmas. Uh, and just don't take your wife who's cold-natured and gets cold even sitting inside the when the heater's on to an event like this because even though it's a giant – like aluminum poncho, it's she's my wife. My wife still got cold, like freezing cold. Oh, I mean, these things are like what you would imagine the crew of the Empire Strikes Back wearing when they're filming. You know the all the scenes with the tauntauns. Number number three, three. the poinsettia. So the poinsettia, uh, Euroformum pulcherima, is a, a very traditional symbol of Christmas, and it's actually a um, a Mexican tradition. That has been mm-hmm. co-opted into the U.S., um, but the name comes from 1825, and it was this guy Joel Robert Poinsett, and he was an ambassador to Mexico. He was the first one, and when he visited, he saw these plants, and he brought some home to South Carolina. Now, why are we talking about this here? Uh, it's a huge crop, and it's actually a ton of them are grown right here in Texas. So. You know, it's uh, I think there's about nine million dollars annual production, according to the numbers I found on the Texas A&M Agricultural website. And there's over 700 farms that grow poinsettias every year. So it, they're uh, they're kind of an interesting, you know, tradition that has moved to America, but specifically to Texas. I mean, you see those things everywhere at Christmas. Yeah, and they're and they're red and they're red and white. There's different strains, right? Yeah, and I'm sure some Aggies working on like hard in the lab to grow a maroon one right now too. I'm probably sure they're probably <laughs> just one already. 
Because <laughs> don't worry, if it has a flowering plant, we have an Aggie botanist working on this problem right now. Um, the other thing that I thought was interesting that just to talk about like traditions we've co-opted is, is the, the luminary, like the little candles in the paper bag. And that's another, you know, Mexican Christmas tradition that's been co-opted by many Texans. And you see uh, not just the illumination of Christmas lights, but sometimes you'll see the luminaries around as well. So it's a lot of, you know, that's one of the great things that I think I've learned doing this podcast is that Texas, a lot of the traditions and the things we have are, you know, we just sort of are, oh, it's like that old movie, like Band of the Hand or Best of the Best. You know, we find the best fighters in the world and we put them all on the same team to work together to fight a super team. That's what we have in Texas. We take the best Christmas traditions and we co-op them for our own. That's what I'm going with. Sounds good. I just did a Google image search for maroon poinsettia, and there are already maroon poinsettias. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm like a psychic. I'm like a psychic. Yeah. Number, Number two. two. Well, the next one, so related to driving, is drive-through nativities and light displays. So there are gobs and gobs of different nat- drive-through nativities and light displays throughout the state. Um, anywhere, pretty much any town you go to, any significant town, is going to have an area where you have drive a drive through uh, you know light display the christmas story or the christmas you know the christmas lights the lights of whatever uh, but there's a couple of prominent ones that are pretty large um, texas monthly we'll put a link in the in the on the the facebook page texas monthly has a list of all of the drive through light displays and and nativities um, but a couple of them that are pretty prominent there's the belton lake outdoor recreation area uh, they presenting the uh, the annual Nature in Lights display. So this is outside of as between Temple and Colleen in Central Texas. Uh, it's it's actually not far from uh, Fort Hood. Um, it is five and a half miles of holiday inspired scenes, and the 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 line to get into the park uh, in your car is several miles long, and then you drive extensively. So I've been through it with my kids uh, and my parents uh one year um it takes a long time to get through because you drive very slowly and it's kind of a winding drive um but it is fairly interesting um they have then they have stopping areas we can get out and there's an area that has a play area and there's an area that has live music and some some places that have food so it's it's fairly interesting um and actually uh, they have a radio program so you got you know, live music, or not live music, but holiday music playing on your radio. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll throw one out, you know, for those who are in East Texas, and we visited it last year, is there's a big one out here off I-20 and near Tyler called Santa Land. And uh, it's a big drive-through light display, and, uh, you know, it's not... But, the, the you know, I, lie, I can remember, you know, in Plano and a couple other places, I mean, you would see, like, the big churches would do... I like the drive-through nativity, where they mm-hmm. actually they tell the story, but then they they like rent a camel. So there's like six guys in Texas that have camels that just look forward to about two weeks in December <laughs> when they're going to really cash on in this stupid hay burner they have sitting out in their field. <laughs> yeah, like the camel's interesting, but really, only time people care to have a camel around is you know right around Christmas time. We can get we can get a drive through nativity. Yeah, well, you know, my church is just Prestonwood Church, Prestonwood Baptist Church, and Plano has a—it's not a drive-through deal, but it's a big musical. Uh, call it—they call it uh, the 
the gift of Christmas. It's a big musical they do for two weeks in December. And I have some friends that are in the musical and they said that they hit the camel that they had this year had to be replaced because he wasn't cooperative. So they fired the camel and brought in a replacement. Um, because the original camel was was mean and not not cooperating with oh everyone, my gosh. And oh my gosh. not not hitting his marks. So there you go. This is a pretty serious business. Um, the uh, Scott, there was one I saw that I think Dickinson has a big uh, uh, light display, drive-through light display. Have you ever been to that? No, no, I can't say that I have. Um, I'm trying to remember if there was one that we went to. Um, growing up, I don't think there really was. We had a particular neighborhood where all the big fancy houses were. That was kind of a U-shaped street, um, and they all had. That was one of the first place that I knew in town that had like a themed display. You know, just neighborhood a neighborhood that all worked together, and they had like a Disney theme that they had set up. Um, more recently, uh, up here where we live now, um, we went to. Um, Oh, no, I can't remember the name of it. It's the one in uh, Grapevine that they do. Uh, we went there oh, so last year. Grapevine. Yeah. And, uh, is it, again, it's one of those that moves very slowly. Um, there's an admission fee. Um, but it was, it was really cool. There's a, a lot of really elaborate uh, displays with different themed areas. Uh, so it was fun. Uh, just try and go at a non-peak time because yeah. otherwise you're going to be sitting in your car for a long time. Yeah, for the well, for the last several decades. So when we lived up in north North Texas, in far north Texas, uh, Wichita Falls uh, on the campus of Midwestern State University had the Burns Fantasy of Lights, and it's one of the largest holiday displays, definitely in the state. Uh, in some some areas, people consider it possibly one of the largest in the country. But it's a it's it's a they take the whole campus area and you just kind of drive through and. There's this great big common area, and they have all these different different displays and scenes and lights. So I remember growing up, we'd go there every year. It was just really neat to see, and plus it was the only thing there, so that, that was part of it. Uh, but that was, a, that was a big, big deal to be able to see that. Yeah, well, and once again, if you find yourself in San Antonio, you know, go down and check out the uh, Holiday River Parade and the lighting of the Riverwalk. It happens a little... It's basically right after Thanksgiving, but they do um, a whole lot of stuff downtown. And, uh, of course, they have, like, the barges are all lit up and everything's going on. So you can go to the San Antonio Riverwalk.com and, uh, you know, just go check out all the events happening down there. Because that really is the highlight of, of, of how much they've renovated and, and, and innovated that. Uh, it's a wonderful tourist area. So if you just got to come to Texas, go to San Antonio. Stay at the Riverwalk. And if you're there at Christmas, mm-hmm. it's really gorgeous. They have it all decorated up with lights. you never yeah. seen so many lights, Clark. <laughs> Number, Number one. one. All right, I talked about this at the George Strait's Christmas time in Texas. Now, listen, I'm going to throw this out there. This was on his first album, Merry Christmas, Straight to You, 1986. It's a great song. Now, if you look at the lyrics to this, or... If you're really wonderful and you just go to YouTube and listen to this, it's got a, just a very Texas-themed Christmas song. And we don't have too many Texas Christmas songs, okay? And this is one of the first and one of the best. Um, I just like, there's listen. You know, when it's Christmas time in Texas, it might just look like a summer day. There may not be snow in San Antonio, but it's a Texas Christmas to me. And that's all you need to know, folks. 
So it's got a great Texas swing fiddle song. It just pops and jumps along. It was written by Benny MacArthur, who's uh, one of his members of the Ace in the Hole band. So there you go. Can't beat that. Can you beat that? Well, I my that's a that's a great song. I I agree with it. Uh, that it's a great thing uh, to me. The number one thing in to do in Texas, obviously, is just to be with your family and to be with the ones you love during Christmas time. So, well, I think we established at the beginning that this list was not ranked. That's not true. Ranked. But I'm just that's saying <laughs> that's a fine thing. But you know what? You could be with your family in Connecticut. You could be with your family in Vermont. <laughs> But you could listen to George Strait anywhere you go and have a little piece of Texas right there in your heart. That is, I'll give you that. There you go. (laughs) And as he ends it, there may not be snow in San Antonio, but it's a Texas Christmas to me. And here's wishing you all a Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas from Texas and me. And from all of us at Come and Take It, we wish all of you the happiest of holidays. That wraps things up for today. You can find notes and links from today's show at brainstable.com. We'd love to hear from you, so like and share us on Facebook, follow the show on Twitter at Texas Podcast, or go to brainstable.com and leave some feedback. You can find our show and many of the great history podcasts at historypodcasters.com. And why not follow us individually, too? You can find me on Twitter at Mr. Java. I'm Max Sean with two ends. And I'm Scotticus. You love the holidays. You love the fact that maybe there isn't snow on the ground, but you maybe sprayed some fake snow on the ground. So when I get out there and do your Christmas friends a solid and tell them about Come and Take It and go leave a review on iTunes because that helps us to find listeners just like you. And if you want to support our show financially, please visit patreon.com slash Podcast. We hope you'll join us next time. And remember that even if you aren't from Texas, Texas wants you anyway.